Hi, I'm Blake Repine and welcome to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. Hi everybody, welcome back to this episode of Strategy, Leadership and Impact. Hope you've been well since the last time you had to listen in. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. This is the first podcast of 2021 for Strategy, Leadership and Impact. And looking back on the last year, I, I managed to get a podcast episode out about once every two weeks. And for 2021, one of my goals is to increase that to about every week to week and a half. And of course, sharing more content, more ideas, more things just to get you thinking about you know, your own life, your own career, and you know, whatever it is you want to achieve and, and how to achieve. Uh, just to give you a quick update on my second book, still in the, the writing process. I've kind of put it on the same timeline as my book I published last year, Soldier to Executive. I'm looking at having the final finished product somewhere around May or June of this year. Uh, so far, so good. You know, it's just just getting there, making sure I stay on track. And I've put a couple things in place, really, to make me accountable to make sure that I am reaching those goals. Anyway, that's enough about me and where I'm up to. And I'll just get on into this episode's topic. This episode, what I really want to talk about is dealing with imposter syndrome. This topic has come up a couple times in, in various conversations, particularly recently, with, with different people. So looking at imposter syndrome, what is imposter syndrome? It's basically when someone doubts their skills, doubts their talents or their accomplishments based on what they've achieved, and they have this persistent fear, this internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Uh, This phenomenon, I guess, was first identified back in 1978 by two psychologists, uh, Pauline Clance and Suzanne Imes. And they they published a research paper titled The Imposter Phenomenon in High-Achieving Women, Dynamics and Therapeutic Intervention. Moving on from that, in 2011, an article that was in the International Journal Journal of Behavioral Science found that more than 70% of people experience imposter syndrome at some point in their career. So it's quite common. A lot more common than I actually thought it was whenever I started reading through you know, some of the research. Again, it's come up in, in various conversations and topics, and you know, a lot of people have either made comments that kind of lead to the fact that they have experienced imposter syndrome or are experiencing imposter syndrome, or you know, they've actually mentioned imposter syndrome directly. Uh, a lot of people that feel this way, they can see their success as luck, and it's not necessarily due to putting forth an effort or going through some sort of career development and actually taking them to where it is they, they, they want to be. And because of this, it can it can lead to other issues such as anxiety and stress and depression. Imposter syndrome actually tends to be higher in women than in men. Uh, I can't I couldn't really find a lot of literature in research that, that points to why women feel this way more than men. You know, it's just, just one of those things. And the percentages uh, of women versus men is is, is just higher than men. It's, it isn't. It's not like a, a five to one ratio or something like that. It's like a three to four ratio, I guess, if you want to look at it like that. And it, it can't. It's not always necessarily work related either. It can be found in personal relationships uh, you know, as well. They typically manifest itself in that someone will feel as if they don't live up to the expectations of their partner without any real evidence. You know, this is where for some reason you just kind of doubt. Or, or you have doubts that your partner like really feels like you're, I guess, living up to the expectations that they have of you, and, and you, you build this thing in your mind, and you're that you're not living up to those expectations. So 
chances are your your partner may not be happy with you or you think your partner isn't happy with you whenever they actually are and they do feel like you're you're meeting or exceeding those expectations that you have for each other and there are correlations between imposter syndrome and factors such as family expectations you know whether or not you're living up to your family expectations overprotective parents low self-esteem perfectionism and excessive self-monitoring with an emphasis on self-worth when we monitor ourselves we tend to be very critical of ourselves or highly critical of ourselves. And a lot of times we can actually really downplay or degrade our achievements and our knowledge because we do this too much. We go, instead of looking at it objectively, we look at it subjectively and we are so self-critical. We actually develop this this imposter syndrome within ourselves unnecessarily. I, I know personally there, there's been times whenever, uh, for example, I've gone to speak at a, a high-level conference or I've had to put together some sort of business case or make a business decision. And, you know, it comes off, comes off quite well, very well received. But I've always like, oh, was it really that good? Am I, do I really, am I really an expert in this area? Am I really that good? You know, what I know, everybody else knows. And, and that's a misconception too, is that, you know, everybody knows this information. So I'm not putting anything new out there. I'm not telling them something they don't already know. So we, we think that what we, ha- the information we have or the knowledge we have is, is irrelevant or worthless and it that's not the case so not everybody knows what we know and sometimes how we apply the information that we know is what actually makes us successful but we don't see it like that so now that we know what imposter syndrome is and kind of how it manifests itself and what it looks like how do we overcome imposter syndrome so i'm going to give you four steps so the first step is recognize that you're not alone and it's not uncommon I guess first, you know, recognize that you're not alone and recognize what imposter syndrome is, but that it's not uncommon. It's not rare. You know, seven out of 10 people, 70% will experience imposter syndrome. So don't think that there's something wrong with you that hasn't been done or that hasn't been wrong with someone else before. I wouldn't say it's wrong with you. Don't think that, you know, you're experiencing something that nobody else has ever experienced because you are. That being said, you can probably find one of your colleagues, a uh, family member, someone who's at, who has experienced it before and, and talk to them about it. You know, how, what did they do to overcome it? How did they get through it? There, there's plenty of information out there around how to address imposter syndrome. So again, because it's not uncommon. So there's a lot of information out there on, on how to address it. The next step. So step two is remove self-doubt and have confidence in yourself and your abilities. Now, whenever we really start questioning our abilities and we start questioning them in a a very critical manner, not in a manner in which we want to improve those abilities, but in a very critical manner to, again, degrade or devalue what it is we're doing, that actually feeds that imposter syndrome. Don't let that happen. So we really got to look, remove that self-doubt. We got to learn to back ourselves. We got to learn to back our knowledge, back our skills. It has gotten it this far. Your luck hasn't run out if you look at it as just luck. You're doing something right to get where you are. Keep doing those things, uh, which kind of leads us to step number three, which is keep learning and improving your skills and knowledge. You know, a lot of times we feel like we don't have the skills or we don't have the knowledge to perform at the level that we're supposed to be. And that's where that imposter syndrome comes from. So go back and if you feel like you are in, you know, sufficient, insufficient in one area or you need some development in another area, go find some development in that area. Continue to improve your skills. Continue to learn. And eventually that learning and having those those new skills might actually help diminish that imposter syndrome. And then step number four is realize that something doesn't have to be perfect 
to be right. You're going back to one of those things, the correlation between imposter syndrome and perfectionism. We want things to be perfect because we don't want to fail. We're so afraid of failure because that's where people will, you know, our imposter syndrome will be exposed. That's where we'll be exposed as the imposter. Well, perfect does not mean right. So something doesn't have to be perfect to be right. And just kind of get that in your head that things aren't always going to be perfect, but they can be right. If they're achieving what it is we want to achieve, if they're moving the organization or yourself forward or your team forward, then it's probably right. It might not always be perfect, but it's right. And get used to that. You know, let that perfectionism, I guess sometimes you have to let that go. It's okay for wanting things to be right, but sometimes it's not okay to want things to be perfect. Anyway, I'd really like to hear your thoughts or experiences that you've had around this this syndrome, imposter syndrome. What have you experienced with it? What is there any other knowledge you'd like to know around this? You know, send me a message. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search my name, Blake Repine. You can send me an email, blakerepine at gmail.com, and I'll be sure to get back with you. Also, you can connect with me on one of my social media platforms, either Instagram or Facebook. Just search for uh, Blake Repine Official. And send me a message through there. Send me a DM. Let me know what you think. Uh, Always curious to know what other people have experienced, what they think. Anyway, it's been nice talking with you, and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Take care.